God. All together, holy. We welcome you in our midst this morning. We pray that you would draw us so close to you that the resemblance of the family starts to be something that wears off on us. Lord Jesus, impress upon our hearts, your heart this morning, that we might love and live like you. We worship you. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. We've been talking about God's healing choices, really how, how it is that uh, we don't just look good, we actually come to be good, which is always the harder part of it, isn't it? The, the actually uh, growing good, not being good. But there's a, there's a subtle snare once you start making some progress and actually being good, and it's pride. Someone has said that uh, pride, the, the tricky thing about pride is it feeds on goodness. But the thing that makes it especially insidious is it thrives in denial. When we won't be willing to confess, we, we find ourselves so prideful, we, we don't want to get real. We, we just walk through a time of coming for communion as some rote religious thing rather than as a, a moment of really getting honest with God and letting him free us. I read a quaint little story this last week that I uh, just loved. Uh, the story was told of a little boy, Johnny, who had gone to his grandmother's, and his grandfather had given him his first slingshot. And so he was out in the woods practicing his slingshot. And uh, you can imagine on the first day with it, his, his uh, performance was pretty poor, couldn't hit a tree, you know. And after a frustrating afternoon in the woods, he comes back to the backyard and just on impulse sees grandma's pet duck and lets one fly. Well, you know what happened. Instant mortification of a duck. And uh, he panics. He doesn't know what to do. He, he grabs up the duck and he he tries to hide it. You know, he puts it in the woodpile and covers it all up, only to turn around and see his little sister Sally there, having observed the whole thing. And strangely, she didn't say a word until later at lunch when Grandma said, Sally, lunch is over now. Come help me wash the dishes. And Sally said, Grandma Johnny said that he wanted to help you wash the dishes today. <laughs> and she leaned over and she said, Remember the duck. <laughs> so, so he washed the dishes. Later on that afternoon, Grandpa said, hey, kids, it's time for us to go fishing. And Grandma said, hey, Sally, you can't go fishing. You need to help me make the dinner. And Sally said, oh, Grandma, that's all right. Johnny's already said he wants to spend some time with you in the kitchen. Isn't that right, Johnny? <laughs> and this went on for about three or four days. Johnny doing his chores and Sally's chores. Finally, he was worn out. He had had enough. He was ready to risk it. He went to grandmother and he told grandma about the duck. And she said, oh, Johnny, I knew the moment it happened. I saw you from the kitchen window. And because I love you, before you even started hiding, I started forgiving. I just wondered how long you were going to let Sally make you her slave. There's freedom 
at this altar. There's freedom in this meal when we dare to push past our pride and say, God, I'm desperate for you this morning. When we look into our own lives and say, you know, Lord, as I reflect on my life and your holiness, I can see so many things out of place. 